The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, seasoned guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Long and Andy Lindis. Hey, good morning. Welcome to this edition of our Home Improvement Show, brought to us every week by our good friends at Linda's Construction. They've been friends a long time. I don't, I, I can't even tell you how many years it's been now, Andy. <laughs> you lot. can't either. Yes. Many. Mm-hmm. Many, many, many years. Good to see Andy Linda's back in studio. Uh, you guys have been busy. I know you've been out in, in, the, in the boonies doing some uh, hunting as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. Have fun? We did. We did. Uh, yeah, it was uh, the... Uh, the Thanksgiving week, we were able to get up north and uh, right. get after some whitetail, but then we were back uh, all week long for for some hockey. That that season's getting going now, so we're we're busy with that, and and we're trying to squeeze in as much work as we possibly can. I bet can. you we, are. Well, this blessed with the weather. Well, we I was just going to say here, that yeah. uh, the crews are probably mighty happy that they can do uh, many different things that maybe you you haven't been able to in years past at this time of year. Yeah, it, uh, this is one of those good years. Yeah. Uh, the snow has stayed away. It's been uh, season unseasonally warm, so we've been able to get a lot of work done. Uh, like what, for instance? What are the crews doing? Well, everything. We've even had asphalt roofs going up. Ah. We're trying to finish up some of those, but uh, you can imagine every uh, thing on the exterior of the house has been able to get done the, the well up until this point, and hopefully uh, for a hold out a little bit longer here yet. How about the insulation jobs? Are they are they pretty frequent this time of year? People think about, well, I'm feeling a little draft, although we have had moderate, moderate temperatures. But uh, is that, are you your crew's just oh, as course. busy on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we were doing a, a metal roof job this this week, and it was, we're going to have to re-insulate the entire vaulted ceiling because they're having some ice dam issues and, and th- things of that nature. It was Monday morning, we got the, the roof tore off, and and uh, there was some rotten wood, and they tore it into the decking. And we uh, had to do a stop and and talk about it and, and get a hold of uh, another company to come out and take a look at because what we discovered, we knew there was some 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 animal infestation Uh-oh. that had been happening here. Some bats had been seen coming in and out, so we knew there might be some cleanup, but nothing like uh, we, we came across. There was more bat droppings in oh, no. in this space than, than insulation itself. So the hazmat suits had to be broken out. The respirators had to be broken out, and we got a hold of our, our friends at uh, Archer Restoration Services. This is the same company that came out when, when the skunk got in Oh, house. yes, yes. And uh, ozone machines had to be ran, things but like that. That, that can and be dangerous, can it not? It, it can, but it, we were lucky because it was uh, it's an attic space. It's, it's a hot roof, so there is no ventilation that's going through this attic space, so it's a matter of pulling. Uh, you're not in an enclosed area at all. You're pulling the roof deck out, so you're outside, and we had to have the, you know, everything had to be vacuumed out. Everything had to be disinfected. And then mm. we had a seal. He gave a sealer, and we sealed everything and then re-insulated. And, uh, and now I got the new roof on, and it should be good to go from from here on out and hopefully uh, not not have to deal with it. But uh, you know, oh, it's just man. one of those things in, in our line of work we're going to run across. You doesn't, that doesn't happen often, fortunately, no, right? No, no. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, with a hazmat. I, I, this is the first one we've had in a long time where okay. – because of bat droppings, we had to break out the uh, the proper protective gear. By the way, if you have a home improvement question for Andy Lindis, uh, you can call it in uh, or text it in. Here's the phone number. We've cleared the lines, 
651-989-9226. You can call us right now, or you can send Andy a text. He's got that screen right in front of him, 81807, 81807, for your text messages. Here's a text that uh, came in. Let's see if I can read it here. My roofer said, Metal Valleys are old school. He just overlapped the shingles. Any thoughts on what this guy said? <laughs> um, what does Linda's do, by the way? Well, even if uh, even if you're going with a close-cut valley, we're going to put metal tin underneath it. It's just not going to be the W flashing. Now, the reason why I like to use a W flashing inside the valley, yes, it may be old school or something that was done years ago, but how we do it is not. And I'll explain. So once the roof is torn off, this is the proper way to do a valley, I think. And I truly do believe this. Once the roof is completely torn off, we're going to run one row of ice and water shield up the center of the valley. And then we're going to actually place our W flashing on top of that one row. And then on either side of the W flashing, we're going to run another row of ice and water shield. And when you do as many roofs as we do, you start to realize the weak points of the roof. Where does a roof normally get rotten? Where is the rotten wood going to be? In every one of those places, we've taken extra steps to make sure should the roof fail or water get underneath the shingles whatsoever, it's going to be protected. And then we're going to run our shingles on onto that W valley, leaving about a three-inch gap from the actual center of the valley to where the shingles are. And then we're going to run a bead of silicone along the entire edge of the shingles to the W flashing. Should there be any standing water mm. in this area, it's really going to be hard to leak. Now... The bad part about a closed cut, there's more volume of water coming down that valley than in any other spot. So the shingles tend to wear out faster, and that's why I don't like a closed cut valley. Plus, it tends to hold more debris on your roof. And when debris gets started on your roof, again, it lowers the lifespan of the actual shingles. So in my opinion, if you want the very best roofing warranty that and the roof that is going to actually last the 50 years the manufacturer specs it out to do, an open valley with a W flashing is 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 the way to go. Way to go. All right. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Texter heard, uh, listener heard you talking about the bat droppings. Uh, Andy, uh, if I see bat droppings on the side of my house, is there a chance I have bats in my attic? I've been up there and I've never seen any sign. Well, I, I can't. You can't. You've got to see it yourself. I'd have to see it myself. If uh, I don't know how he's identifying the the bat droppings on the exterior of the home. Yeah, I've never. Uh, I mean, that's some some sleuthing there by <laughs> by a, a friend of that uh, is dealing with it. But I would do, check out your attic, get it inspected, have a professional inspect it, um, and it, we run into this on an awful lot. Usually, it's uh, a four legged critter that we're we're dealing with, either some type of rodent or. Um, squirrels, raccoons. We've seen in attics. Uh, well, how I, the world does a raccoon get in an attic? I don't know. They, they form I and mean, they do a lot of damage. Oh, I would imagine. Um, red squirrels are the worst. I've seen them yeah. chew a hole through metal, about eighteen inches long, six inches wide, through the plastic core vent that was underneath the metal cap, and then it was all replaced. And two years later, this is the, like almost the exact same spot. The exact same hole was was chewed. Ooh. So yeah, it uh, getting a, the proper inspector out to or the proper rodent control person out to take care of that stuff is is important. Pretty nasty. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. There's a line open if you want to call it in. Uh, we have some texts coming in as well. Eight one eight zero seven. 
Uh, we'll uh, grab some of those too when we come back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It's a Saturday in CCO land, the second day of December. You're in the midst of uh, our home improvement show, brought to us by Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis is with us in studio today answering your questions, and uh, you can do that either by phone or by text. There's a line open if you want to call Andy, 651-989-9226, or send a text like some folks are already doing, as Andy, you can see, uh, 81807. A text came in earlier this morning, said, uh, uh, between my cement garage floor and cement apron, the spacing material has deteriorated away, leaving a space for weeds and snakes, things like that. What's a good fix? Can you tell this uh, texter? Well, a lot of times when you see this, it's the actual apron itself has started to sink or something is pulling away from the house. And what I would do in that situation is is work with my, my good friends at safebasements.com. Uh, Jesse Treble Foundation Systems, have them take a look at it. I know a new spacer can, can be put in there, but a lot of times what's going to have to happen is some type of polyjacking. And they do that. They do a really good job with that. What that is is they're going to drill some small holes and they use a spray foam application that it's going to actually put that apron back to where it needs to be, taking away from that 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 space. But yeah, you shouldn't have uh, an area where critters can get in and out or uh, or weeds can grow. That can be disheartening. And a lot of times it's like a little speed bump going in and out of your garage, mm. especially now uh, this this time of year and in, into the spring with. With the frost and everything else that's going to ground, it can actually change. Heave, yeah, can heave and you know might might go you know six inches to a foot one direction. So it's something you're going to want to. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse, and uh, unless you address it right away. And what I like about the spray foam when you when you put that in there, it actually does a pretty decent job of compacting the soil. So it, it lessens the chance of it actually being able to deteriorate again. So you think this listener should get a hold of somebody like Jesse Trouble? Yeah, safebasements.com. Safebasements. We're taking a look. Right? Yeah. Have somebody else take a look at it at least give have you an opinion. Indeed. Uh, 81807, if you want to send Andy a text or call Andy at 651-989-9226. A texter says, we reshingled our house about 15 years ago. I did not put a ridge vent in. I use those brown plastic every six feet. Would it be worth it for me? And can it be done to cut the ridge off and put the ridge vent in? Uh, can it be done? Yes. Is it worth it? Um, I'm not sure. Your intake is probably going to be more important and you're probably, it's probably more feasible to add more of the box vents than, than to put a ridge in right now because you can't have both. So if you were to cut a ridge in, then you would have to seal off every one of the box vents. Ah. Otherwise, those will work against each other. So, Explain what a ridge vent is for listeners At the very know. peak of the roof, what we'll do is we'll actually cut in a space and we'll put a vent along the entire peak. And then we put a ridge cap over the top of that. And we, when we do our roofing, we do that. We, we inspect all the type of ventilation. And a lot of times we're having to add attic chutes to the soffit to make sure that we're getting the proper intake. The reason why we like the ridge vent is because that's naturally where most of the hot air is going to is going to be at the highest point of the attic, and that gives us the best chance of having the right flow in the attic where you're bringing in the cool air from the soffit, pushing the hot air out the top, and that really comes down to the longevity of the shingle. The proper ventilation is one of the keys to make sure that these shingles that we're giving a 50-year warranty on are going to last the entire 50 years. So almost every one of our jobs is going to get some type of ridge venting. 
um, unless specified uh, by the homeowner or by by the the sales guy when we spec it out. Some roofs, hip roofs, can be very challenging to put a, a ridge vent on. There's usually not enough peak or enough ridge. Uh, to get the proper amount of venting in. In those cases, we will have to revert to box vents. Okay. Uh, call us, if you like, 651-989-9226, or send a text. Folks seem to like that method a lot, 81807. Texture wants to know, can a bathroom fan be vented into an unheated garage? What do you think of that well, setup? Can it? We see it happen all the time. Yeah. Should it? No. Um, Why not? Well, you're just you're you're putting moisture and 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 air into a spot that doesn't usually. Now it's an unheated garage. You know you're putting warm air into an, a cold space, and you're going to end up with some condensation issues. You can end up with with mold issues for as for what it costs to vent this to the outside the proper way. Do it the proper way. I can't tell you how many times we get up into attics and they're dumped into the soffit or. Uh, other issues and the insulation is just deteriorated to a point. There's mold that has to be taken out. There's there's a lot of things. Uh, so yeah, I don't don't do that. Uh, maybe you can explain what this texture says. For a properly roofing a valley, I agree with the single sheet of ice and water shield down the center. But what about putting ice and water shield on to the valley just to seal it up all nice? Well, then like like I said, so there's one row of ice and water shield down the center. Then you put the W flashing on. And then on either side of the W flashing, you have another row of ice and water shield. So you're using, it's almost nine feet wide of ice and water shield protected roof decking in that area. So it's a, that, that is something we do. And But then, in addition to that, once we have the shingles down, we actually run a bead of silicone along the back edge of the shingles. So no water can, it's really hard for water to even get to the ice and water shield. But should it get past the silicone, then it has to go another three feet to where there is no ice and water shield. So you're asking water to travel uphill a very long ways before it gets to any type of bare wood. All right. Texter says, my garage floor is crumbling. Any suggestions without replacing? Well, that's, uh-huh. I mean, it's, if it's crumbling badly, I mean, isn't that the... If, if it's spalding or where... The spalding, yeah, the popping spalling, out, pop If it's outs? popping out, you might have a little bit better chance at fixing it without replacing it than if it's... Like if you're getting full cracks yeah. through the actual concrete where that stuff's crumbling, outside of replacing it, that's going to be a, a tough fix. Now, if it's surface issue, a lot of those may be able to be ground out in some type of epoxy flooring mm-hmm. or the other chemicals that they use. I know sure. most of these flooring guys, when you say epoxy, you know, they get they get upset with you because it's not real epoxy. Oh, is that right? It's some other chemical. I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's awesome stuff. You have it in your house. I have it in my house. Yeah. I mean, the stuff is... It's, it's, it's durable. It's, it's durable, as durable gets. So, But I would uh, look at having one of those specialists come out. Black Hawk Garage does a good job. I know the people that, that worked at you. Great garage floors. Great yeah. garage floors. Terry yeah. Home from RT Resurfacing. Any one of those guys, get them to come out. Uh, you contact my office. We can give you a, a couple of different numbers for people. Keep and, in mind, if, yeah. if your garage floor is in bad shape, yeah. there's nothing that's going to yeah. make it better. Like without, it's, if, it's, yeah. if it's the concrete itself is unstable, then you need to replace the yeah, concrete. exactly. Just part of the deal. You know, we have to do, we have to take a break, but we do have more show to come. We have another half hour of the show to come. If you do have a question, home improvement type, we welcome yours again by phone or by text. Call it in to Andy, 651-989-9226. That's the studio line. It's clear. Or send a text if that's easier. A lot of folks seem to like that method, 81807 for your text messages, 81807.
Good morning. Welcome back to CCS Home Improvement Show, brought to us by Linda's Construction. Andy Linda's in the studio with us, answering your questions either by phone or by text. And as you can see, Andy, we have both, 651-989-9226. There's one line open. Why don't you fill it? Or send Andy a text, 81807. Uh, let's go to the phones, Andy. Rick in Roseville is uh, first up here. Rick, what's your question for Andy? Uh, the question is uh, the... Uh Hey, could you do me, Rick? Can you do me a favor? Turn down your radio. That would help. Okay. Thank you. That'll help. Uh, Two thousand. I had a uh, Timberline forty-year rough put on the house. Uh, apparently, it was made with uh, fiberglass instead of asphalt, and the product failed. They're all made with fiberglass and asphalt. Well, at any rate, there was a class action suit against GAF, but. Uh, the, the problem is what I'm wondering, because GAF would not cover, they said I had 14 years of use. They cut me down to, I think it was just $1,031, which didn't even cover the extension of the 20 to the 40-year roof. And that doesn't include any installation or anything. I'm just wondering what uh, Lindus would do in a case like that. Well, this is where, this is a great question. Not all roofing warranties are created equal, and almost every roofing manufacturer has had some type of issue with their shingle at one point or another. Um, I'm very confident in the way that GAF does their shingles, and more importantly, on how well the warranty that I offer my customers is, is written to protect the customers myself. It really puts it all on the manufacturer. I've had two roofs have warranty issues since I've been going, gone to the Golden Pledge warranty. In both those cases, it was as easy as a process gets. All the customer has to do is contact me. We come out, take a look at it with GAF. GAF looks and goes, yep, yep, put a brand-new roof on, and I actually get paid, again, to put the new roof on. Zero out-of-pocket expense for the customer whatsoever, dumpster, permit fee, nails, underlayment, everything that you could think of. So much so that, that we were able to give our customers a, a, a nice gift, too, because I don't want them to, to go through it. it. It really is as easy as it gets, but I'm one of four guys in the country that does it. So just buying a Timberland shingle or whatever, that, that main warranty really matters on what the contractor does, what the contractor does for ventilation, what the contractor does for the installation process, the type of underlayment that goes. in GAF on every single roof that we install inspects it so they can never come back and tell me I installed it wrong. If it, if it were to fail twenty years down the road, but not, so, like you said, not everybody no, does that. Not not just not not everybody does it. Almost no one uh-huh. does it this way because it costs more money. And people are like, "Why is your Timberline roof three thousand dollars more than than the other guy's Timberline roof?" Why? Because I'm putting the very very best warranty on it. And if you never want to worry about failing it, it's going to be tough. If you don't read the fine print of the warranties. You're, it's so prorated on the on this stuff by the time it's said done. So that's no what Rick the is facing. Owens Corning, Certainty, GAF, all of them. And it, it's, unless you're getting the very best warranty by one of their top contractors, it's not worth it. You have a follow-up on that, Rick? Is there a question uh, for Andy uh, about that beyond what he just said? Uh, only, only because of the fact that uh, apparently uh, a lot of these roofs failed and uh, the uh, the contractor sent in a, a warranty uh, claim on the thing, and then I found out that uh, there was a class action suit because I turned down the warranty uh, uh, offer that they made, 
and when I got into the class action suit, they wanted the same sample, but the roof had to be replaced because it leaked so bad. So you weren't able to give them a sample of the shingle? They, they sent in a sample of the shingles on the warranty thing, but then when the class action suit went through, they claimed that I had to send another one in, but the roof had already been replaced for a year. Yeah, this is why, uh, I mean, when, when guys, when these manufacturers, and if you, if you, if you look at them, I, there isn't a major manufacturer of home improvement products that hasn't really gone through something like this uh, whether it's one of the big window manufacturers, big siding manufacturers, big roofing manufacturers, it's uh, they've uh, decking. Some of the decking manufacturers have had to have to deal with this stuff. Sometimes these materials fail, or they were made improperly, or something in the resin was done wrong. I, you know, there's there's goofy stuff that happens. Uh, I've had to deal with this with paint warranties in, in the past, and this is why I've when I picked a manufacturer that we're we are going to use and we are going to install, uh, I negotiate to make sure that whatever warranty I give our customers is bulletproof. This is, if it were to fail, I want zero out-of-pocket money for my customers. It's just, we've been down this road before. We've had to answer all those certainteed questions from years ago. I mean, that darn near got us out of roofing 20 years Mm -hmm. ago when we were were dealing with all those organic shingle failures, all the curling shingles and, you know that was a that was a a big name in our market 25 years ago when yeah. when when we were when we were doing roofing it, it, it's tough to go through that and that's why that outside of this class action stuff your hands are are, are kind of tied you know you're 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 part of a big group unless you have the very very best warranty offered by them which my customers get that's why you, I yes. love GAF and and that's why and I know that they've taken taken extra steps in these shingles I mean they're they're manufactured right here in Minneapolis so that's that's. That's saying something but right you, there. But like you said earlier, you've got to read the fine print, and rarely do other construction companies like Linda's mm-hmm. offer this kind of bulletproof. Offer offer this bulletproof warranty. In fact, we're one of the only ones in the country that actually that put the lifetime workmanship warranty on that as well. Even if even if you're getting GAS top of the line golden pledge warranty, we're we're the only ones in this market. And there's like two other in the type of the country that get the golden ticket mm. on top of that, which means GAF actually backs our workmanship for 50 years. There you go. Well, good luck with that, Rick. Thanks for the call. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Who's next? Tony in Stillwater. Tony, you're on with Andy. Good morning. We're turning in a. a uh attached garage into a family room area and the floor is generally you know cement floor is generally in pretty good shape but there are some little swoops in it there's a couple of floor drains and stuff i'm wondering if i can use just like a three-quarter inch underlayment or maybe uh you know the blue foam stuff because we're going to put in an engineered floor or uh, possibly a laminate floor floating floor on top of it um, do I need to go to greater lengths to level out the floor? For- no. If you're just talking about the floor drains, um, then I mean, you, you should be okay and with with whatever underlayment is spec for whatever flooring you're putting in. That's where I would lean. Um, whatever flooring you decide to put in, research and use that underlayment on it. Now, there's no moisture issues at all in, in this house, Tony? No, I don't think so. We did a little closet, an eight by eight closet we kicked out of the back of the other side of the house a few years ago and I put down an inch of foam and then put plastic under it before I put down the engineered floor and that's working great. Okay. Well there you go. All right. Okay. Thank you All much. Right. Good luck. Thanks, Tony. Tony leaves that line open six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Uh let's go to Lee, who's calling from uh, Maple Grove. Go ahead, Lee. Thank you. 
Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Um, our gutter cleaner came down and handed us uh, um, stones and bricks from our fireplace saying that we needed pin tucking done. I want to know what's the worst thing that'll happen if we don't do it. It's going to deteriorate more and it's tuck pointing um, that that if you don't address this, what's happening is more moisture is going to get behind it. And then that moisture is going to freeze and it's going to create more damage. So once it goes, it starts to go. And so fixing it now might cost you less money in the long run. So it's tuck pointing. Isn't tuck, it? pointing. tuck pointing. Yes. Yeah. So go for it. Don't, don't let it go. Yeah. It's, it's in, and we run across this on a pretty regular basis and, we're lucky, you know, two years ago, finding a good mason, I mean, it was yeah. tough. They're just, again, it's one of those trades that not a lot of people are going into, and we have two really good masons. We can do as much roofing as as we as we do. We're going to run into a lot of, of chimney issues. I, I mean, bet you do. Are, are, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind. It's up on your roof. You're not going to really look at it. That's why I always tell people, if you're afraid of getting up on your roof, get to some place and use a pair of binoculars or a spotting scope or borrow some type of mag- magnification where you can inspect for, for loose shingles and expect for cracks and crumble. You know, you see debris from your chimney sitting on your roof. That's something you're going to want to yeah. want to address. Is it, is it, are you worried about it caving in and causing a lot of damage? No, but if you don't address it now, the fix is going to cost more. The same thing with rotten wood. I mean, it, it starts to spread after a while. It grows in, in, in size and it's something you're going to want to address. So, Lee, if you don't have anyone to call, you might want to call uh, 1-800-LEAFGUARD and get a hold of Linda's Construction. Since they've got a couple of those artists in resident, and, and and while you're at it, if you want, we can give you a price for leaf guard gutters, and you don't have to deal with a gutter cleaning That's... a gutter cleaning guy again. That's true. <laughs> All right, Lee, thank you. Barbara is calling from Shoreview. Barbara, you're on with Andy. Hello, Barbara. Hi, Uh-oh. hi, Andy. Can yeah, you hear me? I can. Hi, I have a problem. I have a wood front in my home. And the woodpeckers just love it. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering what I need to put on the front to deter the uh, woodpeckers. We keep filling up the holes, and then they're back again. So now I have about six holes in my front. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I've seen people use all sorts of different things hanging off their sides. CDs, old CDs. Old hang, CDs that sparkle. Hang, yeah, yes. that sparkle. I've seen uh, the, the one of the, it was a motion-detected owl. That hung up in the soffit. So when the when the when the bird flew in, the owl would drop down, and 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 and, and at first it scared the woodpeckers, but they got used to that eventually as well. And, and so people have tried some really innovative things, getting rid of the moisture, or the insects, or whatever uh, that could be inside that siding might be might be a cause. Sometimes woodpeckers though, are just trying to show off. And uh, they're they're attacking the wood for that, so it might not be an insect or a moisture issue. If you don't want woodpeckers on the front of your house, uh, an engineered wood product like LP Smart Side does a really good job. Our seamless steel siding um, that that looks like wood uh, and has confused a woodpecker or two in its day, um, <laughs> but it has no damage from the woodpeckers. It might be worth a shot if you're looking at replacing the front of your house. There's options for you that that going going to be, but I've never. Outside of, you know, even the people that have trapped and gotten rid of the woodpeckers, other woodpeckers come back. It's, Some it's, people it's a put deal. up uh, different kind of bird feeders. For yeah, and, uh, and keep them warm. I, I bet yeah. that's one question we've received over the last 20 years often. Yeah. 
Woodpeckers on the house. Woodpeckers on the house. It's a yeah. tough deal, and they it do really cause is. a lot of damage. They certainly can. Well, good luck with that, Barb. <laughs> I've seen the CDs uh-huh. hanging from the house. Good luck with that. Uh, you have to take a break, Andy, so don't go away. We have more. In fact, we have some text messages we want to pick up on, too. But if you do want to call Andy, 651 989 9226. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our home improvement show presented every Saturday by Lindus Construction, L I N D U S. You want to get a hold of them? 1 800 Leaf Card. Andy, you wanted to follow up on an earlier call about that roofing issue. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy that's uh, going through uh, some warranty claims with Timberline, uh, GAF contacted me off, off to the well, side did. and said, uh, have that guy call your office and then put in touch. I have the best GAF guy, and if there's anything more that can be done, this guy can uh, usually move the needle. So just have him call call my office on Monday if you're still listening and ask for me, tell him you talked about on the radio. My office will be aware, and we'll get you in touch with the right people and see if I can help you out at all. That was neat. That's yeah. a nice follow-up. Yeah. Appreciate that. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Uh, let's go back to the phones, and we'll grab some text messages. Mike is calling from White Bear Lake. Mike, you're on with Andy. Hi there, Andy. Say, the last uh, week or so, I've got a contractor out here installing aluminum fascia. Now it's showing a buckling, wavy appearance to it, and mm-hmm. to correct that problem, he's putting drip edge over it. I'm concerned down the road here now with the warm weather next year that it's going to be a problem. So um, I've uh, informed him about it, and uh doesn't seem to be uh, a big issue to him. Okay, so there, there. You had no existing roof edge on. No, there was no drip edge there, but it is code to put that up. Um. So, what was he tucking the the, the, the fascia under? What was just coming to the edge of the roof there, like that? He uh, he's oh. putting a drip edge over the fascia, like a cider's edge of sort. What did he say? What was causing the because just because the, there was no nothing holding the the top of the fascia, so it was starting to ripple a little bit. No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't think it was a problem. He just uh, he just put some screws in between the screws where it was uh, bulging out, buckling like. And I don't think it's uh, properly installed. It, it might not be, and we usually don't install our, our fascia with screws. And um, and this is why I always like to use steel fascia. Steel fascia doesn't ripple as nearly as much as uh, than as as the aluminum. You know, and that's one of the bad parts about aluminum. It's gonna you know, expands and contracts and uh, at a pretty good rate, and every place you hammer it seems to where you put a fastener in seems to dent it and 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 look at it without taking an exact look at it. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I would make sure that that roof edge goes over the entire thing. What what I'm worried about, if you picture the edge of a roof, you know, the shingles kind of come down to an edge, and if you just have a fascia there without any type of sealant or uh, another edge that's going to make water go uphill. Water can curl around your shingles, and if it gets behind the fascia or underneath that fascia, that fascia is going to do, it's going to actually hold moisture back there. And I've seen it where rot starts to go all the way back into the rafter tails, where a simple two-day replace the soffit and fascia job can turn into a two-week, I'm going to have to replace roof decking, roofing, trusses, um, a whole litany of things that, that, that can go bad there. So it's something you're going to want to, and if you're uncomfortable with it, Mike, have somebody else inspect it as well. All right. Good luck, Mike. Thank you for the call. Uh, text number, by the way, is 81807. A texter said, 
uh, sent this in. When traveling for a couple of weeks, should I turn the water off in my house while I am gone? doesn't say where they live, but I think anywhere around here that, that probably isn't a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, so, you know, especially if you're, you know, what, what worries me is, you know, people leave. And then they, and they've never had frozen pipes before, but yeah. then they, they turn their heat down to 45. So it might be 45 where the thermostat is, but it might get below freezing someplace yeah. where there's a pipe in the wall or power or goes out. Or power goes out. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not a bad idea to turn that water off and uh, nothing, you know, bad can happen. And if you just follow the, the right, the, the, I, yes, if you're going to be gone, I would do that. Something, in fact, I was talking to a friend of mine who unfortunately had this problem at, at his house mm-hmm. when they went on a trip. And it's always recommended by some folks to turn off the water supply to your washing machine. Uh, he did not do that, and uh, it, there was a, the a thing burst and flooded his basement. Uh, so I mean, gone I never think about that about the washing machine, yeah. but, uh, the turning off the water supply. Just remember to turn it back on when you want to do some laundry when you're back. But uh, I would think that too should be done if you don't know how long you're going to be gone. No. No, and, in some and, cases, and a lot of uh, um, people that travel, you know, leave leave our great state here and head south for the winter time. Um, all of all of the snowbirds that we have, there's there's alarm companies and systems you can get that have moisture detectors in your basement that'll alert somebody that if, if something is going out. So there's things that you can steps that you can take to even if something were to happen that you can take care of it right away. And there's a big difference from water going into your basement for a few hours than water draining into your basement for a few weeks. There's right. a, a lot more damage wow. there, obviously. So, A texter says this, I have a vermiculite in my attic. What is the process to remove and re-insulate? Uh, the first thing that we do with vermiculite is get it tested, and if it comes back with asbestos in it, then mm. we're going to have to take the proper procedures and use a different, we use a, either Archer Restoration Services or Lindstrom Environmental and have them come out and remove that the proper way with the proper protection and the proper ventilation in the house to make sure that it is no longer an issue. Now, having said that, that only happens about half the time. Well, half the other time it comes back and it seems to be more and more. Um, a lot of the vermiculite used here in the Twin Cities came from a quarry that didn't, didn't that didn't have enough of the asbestos in it. So every, we sometimes we get the testing back and we can just deal with it. Sometimes we got to get Lindstrom Environmental out to 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 take care of it. So that's uh, I would get it tested and you'll, then you'll know where the asbestos came from. And that's a where the it's not the vermiculite that's the problem. It's the vermiculite mine that had asbestos present ah. that that was the problem. We are just about out of time. We thank our listeners for sending in the text messages and the phone calls. Now, what's Linda's able to do now? You can, somebody needs new windows, you can still do that? Absolutely. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Look us on the web at lindusinstruction.com. Free installation labor on the installation, either the Infinity window by Marvin or the Season Guard window by us. They're both awesome windows, and uh, there isn't a, an application in the Twin Cities where one of those two applications won't be the best thing in your house. Is this going to go on till the end of the month or when? It is. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Good. Pretty awesome. Uh, will I see you next week? Or yes, sir. You, all right. One week from today, we're going to talk more home improvement with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Again, you want to get in touch with those good folks. The easiest number to remember is 1-800-LEAF-CARD.